This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to Get Psyched, everyone. I'm your host, Lindsay Locke, and today we're doing things a little bit different. I typically am introing a guest at this point, but the guest today is yours truly. This was kind of born out of a social experiment I put up on Instagram asking if y'all would be interested in hearing my take on things, hearing a solo episode, having 20 minutes of me just rambling on a topic. And surprisingly, a lot of you guys said, yes, I'm here for it. So when I asked what topics you guys might want to hear about, one that came up a lot was authenticity and relationships and how to navigate that world. And so that's what I talk about for 20 minutes today, how to develop authenticity, how to get curious about the narratives you've been telling yourself around love and relationships and all of those things. So if you guys love it, let me know. If you hated it, let me know. Anything in between, let me know. And the greatest place to let me know that is by leaving the show a five-star rating and review. Do something crazy. Even if you hated today's show, leave a five-star rating, but then let me know in the review why you didn't like it. I'm fine with that. We're here. We all get to have a voice, and uh, I'm not here to stifle yours. I am here to stifle one-star reviews because, come on, get out of here with that. Who who has time for that? Seriously? But uh, yeah, if you guys wouldn't mind leaving the show a five-star rating and review, I would greatly appreciate it. I really do read every single one, and they warm my heart, and they're especially great if they're kind of funny. So if you want to say, hey, Lindsay has no reason to talk about authenticity in relationships, but I listened to the whole thing, five stars, <laughs> I'm here for that. Until next time, enjoy the show. All right, guys, here it is. Trying something new trying this whole solo cast thing. Um, And I got to be honest, I feel really uncomfortable doing it, but I'm going to give it a shot. And let's see if I ramble or let's see if I make any sense or anything in between. Um, I had a lot of people ask about relationships and authenticity. And the first thing I want to name before jumping into this is the immense amount of imposter syndrome that I feel even talking about this topic. Yes, I'm a therapist associate. Yes, I've worked with tons of people around relationships. Yes, I understand emotionally focused therapy and couples therapy and sex therapy and all of these different things that I've had exposure to. But that doesn't come without saying that I'm not in a relationship. And so it's humbling that people would even want relationship advice from me. And and I just have to name that, that it feels a little bit difficult uh, to be talking on this. So bear with me. I will probably lean more into the authenticity side of this because I think that they both play so much in whatever sort of relationship container you're in. Whether you're in a monogamous container, you're out in the world dating, or you're anything in between, um, I think that authenticity is what's going to be most important when we start talking about relationships. Second, um, I am speaking from my point of view, heteronormative, cisgendered woman, so I'm sure that I want to acknowledge if there's any bias or heteronormative thinking, um, but I'm going to do my best to be in encompassing of all experiences and speak pretty broadly and in pretty general strokes here. Um, But I first want to just dive into this idea of authenticity. What is it that you want in relationship? 
Have you sat down and thought about your narratives, thought about where your story comes from, about what a relationship is supposed to look like? And do you even fit into that story? Do you fit into the Rapunzel fairy tale? Do you fit into monogamy? Do you want to kind of adventure into polyamory or monogamish or any of these other sorts of containers that are out there? Because if we just stay stuck in the one story that we've always been told and agree with it and don't question it, we are missing out. It's like going to an all-you-can-eat buffet and deciding to just order off the menu, right? So get explorative, get curious, sit down and get quiet with yourself and ask what your desires are. If no one was going to judge you, if no one was going to look at your journal, if no one was going to open up your skull and look at what's going on in your brain and you could just get curious and honest with yourself, what might come up? What do you want? Like seriously, what do you fucking want? Do you want a relationship? Do you want to be dating? Do you want to be single for a little bit? Why aren't you doing that? Odds are, if you're unhappy at where you are in your relationship life right now, it's because you're not acting in alignment with what you want anyway. You are going along with someone else's story. You're swiping through hinge because that's what you've been told to do. You're single and you think that having a partner is going to cure this burning desire inside of you or the loneliness. Don't seek in somebody else what you are missing in yourself. Because at some point, if you do get into relationship, that person is going to become your biggest mirror and they are going to represent all the shit you didn't work through. So my first order of business here is to tell you to get clear on what it is that you want. We only have so much energetic space. So if I'm out there dating or talking to people or in a relationship with somebody that isn't in alignment with what I want, I'm missing out on the opportunity with someone that is. So if you want casual, that's cool. If you want polyamory, that's cool. You want monogamy, that's cool. You want anything in between, that's cool too. But make sure that whoever your partner or partners are, they want that too. If they don't, move on. I know, it sounds hard. A lot of times we invest so much time in somebody or in somebody's. We have been dating. We've been seeing this guy or this girl or this person for months and months and months, and we're waiting for it to become something that it's not currently. That's tough to sit with. You're living in the murky area. I don't want to say gray area because I know things aren't always black and white, but this murky area where you know your truth and your truth isn't what you're in. It's not in your situation. You also have the radical responsibility to name what it is that you want. And if you name that to your partner or the person that you're dating and they don't want that, that can feel like rejection. Thoughts of I'm not enough come up or I thought we had a connection and we could work on this and then I would get what I want. I could prove to him or her or them that this is what they wanted too. I thought this could be different. All of those thoughts start to come up when we start to recognize that we're not living in alignment with what our truth is. So this is going to feel, feel really vulnerable and it's going to feel different, but I thought I would share a story to kind of put this in perspective for you guys. Uh, in my early 20s, I was pretty casually dating 
and started to casually date one person um, pretty seriously. So yeah, let that situation ship kind of sink in. I was casually dating someone pretty seriously. Come on, Lindsay, there is your first sign that this was not casual, that you were not living in your truth, because what you said was so oxymoronic and just kind of crazy that there's no way that seriously, casually dating somebody makes any sense. So I was fine. We were casual. I was fun. I was what he wanted me to be. And in the back of my mind, right, ladies, gentlemen, if this reaches out to any of you or touches you, raise your hand. In the back of my mind was this story, was this little voice that I heard that was, yeah, be casual. And he'll realize that you are so cool that he won't want it to be casual anymore. This is when that seriously casual starts to come in, right? He will realize that you are the one that you guys are meant to date. And he'll start to change his mind, even though, mind you, multiple times we had sat down and he told me what his intention was. He told me he didn't have the room for a relationship. He told me all he had was room for casual. And me... 22-year-old Lindsay was like, oh yeah, yeah, me too. That's all I've got room for too. Yep, I can do that. That's cool. That's fun. I'm the fun girl. Yeah, cool. No, Lindsay, you are not being serious. So fast forward and uh, I go over to his house one night and I pull back the sheets to get into bed and an earring pops out. Okay. An earring pops out that wasn't mine. And I became furious. I was so mad. And of course, I didn't want to talk to him. I wanted to place all of the blame on him. Left super pissed off, right? And then I sat with that for a couple days. Don't get me wrong. I let it stew. I let the thought of other people creep into my brain, thoughts of not enoughness creep into my brain. And I just let myself be really, really mad for about two days. After those two days were up, I decided to get a little bit curious and be like, okay, where is this anger coming from? I got quiet. I meditated on it. I journaled on it. And when I could put my ego aside, when I could put that hurt Lindsay aside that didn't feel enough or felt rejected, what became really clear is that I wasn't mad at him. Let that sink in. I wasn't mad at him. I was mad at me. I was mad at me because I hadn't been honest with myself. I had told myself I was totally cool being the cool girl, the casual girl. And I wasn't. So when it was glaring and in my face... And I couldn't pretend like it didn't exist anymore. That the story in the back of my head that he would one day pick me was clear in my face. Of course, it was easier in the moment to get mad at him. What wasn't easy was to realize that I was mad at myself. That I had let this go on for months. That I was living out of alignment with what I wanted in that moment. And so... When we're afraid to have those conversations, the, hey, what do I want conversations? Keep in mind that if it's not in alignment, 
it's probably, I don't want to say always, but it is probably going to end in some way that feels really, really painful. Either for you or for them or for both. And that's not fair. Why spend months or years building this investment into someone that doesn't want what you want? We get so scared of having these, quote, hard conversations with people, because what if they don't tell us the answer that we want to hear, right? We've all heard, don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. Well, do you not want to ask a question that the answer you receive can kind of dictate where you are in your relationship life? If he or she tells you that they don't want what you want, doesn't that feel like a get out of jail free card and you can go find someone who does? Somebody who's living in alignment with you and your goals? We shy away from hard conversations because we might not get the answer we want. And just because we might not get the answer we want doesn't mean that it's not the answer that we, it is not the answer that we needed in that moment. Because yeah, it can feel painful. It can feel like rejection. But I want to offer a reframe on that. When somebody doesn't want what you want, that is not them rejecting you. It is them rejecting the opportunity of being with you and what you want. That is very, very different. When we feel rejected as humans, we feel like we're not enough. We start going through that Rolodex in our head of negative self-talk and all the things that we've thought throughout the years, right? I'm not funny enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not fit enough. I'm not this enough, that enough, whatever. All of that comes up when we allow the self and the ego to get in the way of what this rejection is. He or she saying, I do not want X, right? I do not want a relationship. I do not want friends with benefits. I do not want whatever, right? Listen, that is not saying I don't want you or you are not enough. That is saying I am not in a place in my life where I am ready for a relationship. So they are not rejecting you. They are rejecting an opportunity. Breathe. That's a big reframe. Okay. Nothing is wrong with you. It has everything to do with the opportunity that you're presenting. And the odds are, if you are willing to have these hard conversations sooner, you can find someone or some ones who have the same goals. Your opportunities align, right? You can have hard conversations and be honest because you're working towards a common goal now. You're not hiding in the shadows of what if they don't want me? What if what I say is too harsh? What if what I say makes them change their mind about me? The person that you are supposed to be with isn't going to change their mind if you are living in your authenticity and you are stating what is your truth. And if they do leave, they do have a hard time with that. Reality check, that's probably not your person. In having that hard conversations, one of two things are going to happen. Either you don't get what you quote want. I don't want them to tell me they don't want to be with me. Or you do get what you want. I get to be with that person. Either way, you get the right answer. Both ways, 
One may feel really painful, but you get the answer that you need, not the one that you might want. And that's important. That's an important distinction. Both of these are great answers because you get to get out of the muck. You get to get off of the crazy carousel that is that circular motion of you doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. People cannot read our minds. Might be easier if they could, right? I wouldn't actually have to be vulnerable. I wouldn't actually have to tell you my truth. You could kind of just read it and make your own distinction and walk away or stay. That sounds great. But it doesn't work like that. We get the chance to have these conversations. We get the chance to step into our power, to express what we want. And when you do that, the weight that is lifted off your shoulders feels so good. So let's back up to that story I told you about me and uh, my, my seriously casual relationship. A few days later, after my anger had worn off and I had gotten really clear on the fact that I wasn't mad at him, I was mad at me, we had a conversation. And I can't speak for him, but I know for me, it was the first time I had ever had a conversation like that. That I was able to go into it conscious and clear and to be able to tell him, hey, I'm not mad at you. What I realize is that I'm really mad at myself for living out of alignment for this long. And now I'm really clear on what it is that I do want. I want a relationship. I want to be with someone. And I can't blame you for not wanting that. The only person I can blame is myself for staying on this carousel, this crazy carousel going around and around in circles on things that I really didn't truly want. So I wish you well. Know that I harbor no resentment. But I am going to go seek time with people that want what I want. And lo and behold, a month later, I was in a monogamous relationship because that's what I was calling in at that point. It felt good to release the resentment. It felt good to release somebody who didn't want what I wanted. And as soon as I started acting in a way that was calling in what I did want, that's what showed up in my life. So I'm not saying that I didn't fall victim to the people pleasing, to the crazy carousel, to the ditching what I wanted and trying to be the cool girl. I'm not. What I am saying is that I was able to learn from that experience and now bring it into any other relationship that I start to cultivate. I want to come into this consciously. I want to come into this knowing that I can have hard conversations, knowing that life gets messy, knowing that my partner would be there for me during the mess, during the radical responsibility, during the hard conversations. Because that's the kind of love that I want to call in. That's the kind of love that I have created a conscious container to invite into my life. And just because that's what my container looks like doesn't mean that that's what yours needs to look like. You get to create that story. You get to bust free of the narrative that you've been fed of what a relationship is supposed to look like. 
and you get to create for you what that looks like and take the action steps that it takes to be living in alignment with that new narrative. So I hope that that made some sense. It felt really kind of weird for me. Um, I would love to hear your responses on this. You're welcome to DM me, write a rating or review. Um, This felt weird. This felt difficult. This felt strange. And if it's something that you guys like, I would love to keep practicing this skill. And if you're like, no, Lindsay, bring guests back, bring the experts back. You just carry the conversation. We can do that too. So if you guys really enjoyed it, like I said, I would so, so, so appreciate a five-star rating and review on the show. And like I said, slide in my DM. Let me know what you want me to riff about next time. Until next time, I'll see you on the other side.